you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're gonna need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi everyone, welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds are carefully stewarded to generate money that supports charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we find out how creating a memorial fund can be a wonderful way to remember a loved one. There's a great quote in the book Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. It goes, The highest function of love is that it makes the loved one a unique and irreplaceable being. Just taking a moment to think of some of the irreplaceable beings in my world. Do any of them have fur by any chance? Probably most of them. (laughs) Do you have some fond memories uh, in particular that uh, is coming to mind right now? Um... Every pet is special and unique in their own way, and they all have their quirks. My dog loves to carry the biggest stick he can find at the dog park. That's one of my favorite things about him. Um, But I have had a cat at one point that was trained to do visitation. So he would go to nursing homes and sit with old people or go to reading groups and let little kids read to him. He even got to do a movie premiere once. Which movie was that? It was actually the Trailer Park Boys movie. (laughs) But you know, because Bubbles likes kitties. Sounds like a feline with some pretty refined taste there. <laughs> I have had a lot of pets growing up myself too. And I think one of the most quirky ones was our dog Peppy that grew up with us on the acreage as a kid. And in the winter time, when the grader would come by and plow the roads, he would dig tunnels in the windrows that would go on for like 25 meters. And he would just pop into one hole and then just race underneath the snow all the way to the end of the yard where he'd pop out uh, his little escape hatch there. And I would always get a kick out of him doing that. My only regret was that I was too big to follow him into his little burrow, Uh, but super funny dog. He also had a very bad habit of running across the road into the horse pasture and rolling in all sorts of um, unsavory things before uh, coming and jumping in the car when we were uh, getting ready to head into town to visit my grandparents. Uh, But you know, uh, we all have our quirks, I suppose. He sounds like he'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) He sure was. Well, our correspondent, Amal Muhammad, learned about a fund that was set up to remember a very special dog named Dash. We'll hear about that soon, but first, she spoke to ECF's Matt Mendruziak to find out what memorial funds are all about for all of our loved ones. Matt, can you talk about your position? Sure. Um, My role with the Community Foundation is donor advisor. Um, So basically what that means is I get to almost act as sort of the first introduction uh, for someone who is coming to the foundation to either learn about what we do um, or to talk about their philanthropy and see how the foundation might might be able to assist, um, I get to have those first conversations with the, with the folks who are interested in potentially working with us. Um, so uh, basically what will end up happening is uh, I get to hear stories uh, from people about, you know, the causes, the, uh, the organizations, uh, the, the interests that they have, the passions that they have, 
everything that uh, sort of they want to end up supporting when they come to ECF. Um, and from there, I get to talk to them about how our process works, how we're able to facilitate their philanthropy and assist them in supporting the community. Uh, and when the fit is right, assuming that the fit is right, um, I get to work with them to create uh, the, the agreement for their individual fund and how it's going to be set up to support our community uh, both now uh, and long-term into the future. Um, and that's one of the, the really cool pieces of the, uh, of the work that I get to do is that, uh, yes, the impacts are being made now, um, but the really nice thing about the work that we're doing at ECF is that this support that they are putting together uh, is gonna be felt for the rest of their lives and, and well beyond. So it's gonna be something that um, generations uh, feel for for a number of years, which is a really cool piece when you're uh, when you're working with the foundation here. That's awesome. Can you speak more about the memorial funds, how they are created, and what they can do for the community? Absolutely. So memorial funds are just one piece of the puzzle that we offer here at uh, at ECF. Um, certainly, every fund that's created is is done so uh, by an individual, a family, whomever it may be. Um, that comes to us with some sort of intent or some sort of purpose in mind. Um, and we, we, we create funds every day that, that do different things, but memorial funds are really special. Um, and usually, you know, the, the conversation stems from something that's happened that, that may not be so great, uh, uh passing away, um, a loss of, of a loved one, um, something like that, where the conversation stems from, uh, an incident that's come up. So it's not necessarily the, the, the best introduction to ECF um, or the best reason to, to come to us and start to, to discuss a potential fund. Um, but a memorial fund really happens because somebody wants to remember the life of someone that they've lost, someone that means something to them. So a lot of the times when we're talking with families, um, it's, it's to set up a long-term legacy for someone uh, who has either left an impact on them or our community, um, and it can do all sorts of different things. Usually, memorial funds are very much like the rest of the funds that we create at ECF. Um, they're completely individualized. Uh, they can support a number of different causes, uh, both locally and beyond, and it really depends on how the family wants to come together to put the fund in place. Um, a lot of the times, uh, certainly recently, especially with some of the funds that I've been dealing with, um, memorial funds are set up um, like a scholarship or a bursary that will honor sort of the, 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 the memory of the person they're being created for, uh, but also directly impact, say, the, the education of, of students um, or, or something like that. Uh, but at the same time, we have a lot of funds that are set up to support individual organizations. So say... Uh, and we've done this in the past too. Um, someone received uh, amazing care from Alberta Cancer Foundation, from the Cross Cancer Society uh, or the Cross Cancer Institute. Someone will come in and set up a fund under that person's name that is just recently deceased um, to support cancer research, something like that. So it can go towards all sorts of different avenues. Um, it's not necessarily spe uh, specific. There's not just one route. Families can come in have the conversation about what meant most to the people that they're creating this fund for, and we can help put those building blocks in place so that the support that that person 
or, or that family wants to, to leave now and into the future is always looked after moving forward. That's so amazing to hear. There are many memorial funds at ECF that celebrates amazing friends and family members. The Dash Fund is a little special, as a family member celebrates a much-loved pet named Dash. The fund was created as a way to keep Dash's memory alive and to support animals in need. I spoke with Steph Federick to find out what the fund has meant to her. Can you give us a backstory of what the Dash Fund is? Yeah, so the Dash Fund is an endowment fund set up through the Edmonton Community Foundations by my best friends, Jen and Emma. Uh, we, I had rescued Dash in 2011. Uh, from the Edmonton SPCA just shortly after my grandfather passed away. So having a tough time with it, finally in a place where I could have a dog. And yeah, I went down to the SPCA and we bonded really quick, which was awesome. Took her home and yeah, she remained with me for the rest of her life. Uh, Unfortunately, she got really sick in 2009. She got um, sick with cancer. uh, So we had to let her go. And that was hard for a lot of people. She was a pretty, pretty prominent figure in our first responder community. Uh, we set her up as a, as kind of a therapy dog. She became quick friends with Jen and Emma's new pup, Penny. They were best friends. So she was very well known, very well liked. Um, and it was a really hard time for a lot of us when, when we had to let her go. So uh, they decided that, uh, they as in Jen and Emma decided that, uh, a, the best way to remember her would be to set up this endowment fund through the Edmonton Community Foundation, and it's been going since March of 2019. How did the Dash Fund inspire you? Well, obviously, we were having a really hard time with it, and I am a big, big suck for animals, so um, it, it was a very, very special and inspiring thing that they did for me. Um, and just to have that, to continue to be able to throw fundraisers and to be able to put money towards that, knowing that it'll go to a good cause, knowing that this fund will outlive all of us and kind of bring that memory of Dash back has been, has been super inspiring. So why was choosing the endowment fund the best way to remember her? Like I said, it, it will outgrow all of us so it'll always be there we can always put money in it Um, they've set up monthly uh, donors so anyone can sign up to be a monthly donor and it goes to animals in need which is obviously super important to me so um, I think having a fund under her name and being able to always look at that and watch money grow in it and be able to donate to it and be able to do fundraisers for it is is a super a super awesome thing so i'm i'm very thankful that that they uh that they set up this fund um i didn't really know that it existed prior to this so um yeah it's just a really special thing can you talk about the fund's growth yeah, so like I said, it started in March um, 2019 when Dash passed away. Um, we have done a numerous amount of things. So a big supporter has been Sea Change Brewing Co. here in Edmonton. They've uh, lent us their space. They've donated funds from fundraisers that we've done there. So we did a big event in December of 2019, and it was called D23. Uh, and it was a fundraiser just for the Dash Fund. So they... Sea Change gave us their space. They 
donated a certain proceeds from each pint sold that night. Uh, we got a numerous amount of donations from local businesses, uh, places like Love Pizza, United Cycle, obviously Sea Change. Um, there was a ton of people that donated stuff and we had a bunch of prizes. So we did a big raffle uh, for all these prizes and a big, a big part of that was Kickpoint, which is Jen and Emma's business. Um, they came up with some shirts uh, and we kind of did a collaboration with Sea Change and Kickpoint, and we made uh, dash shirts and we sold those. And they just, they were just always there in whatever capacity we needed. So that was a super fun fundraiser. We ended up making about five thousand dollars that night for the that went directly to the dash fund. Um, that was the beer sales, the T-shirts, the raffle prizes. So it was pretty. It was a pretty special night. Uh, obviously, COVID had had put a wrench in a lot of our other um, ambitions to have fundraisers. But me and my wife, we uh, went out in April of 2000, uh, 2020, and we did a big bottle drive, just the two of us, which COVID made a really, we had a really hard time with that with COVID. But we ended up raising about $2,300 to put in the account. And just for monthly donors, so you can go on to the the um, the fund link at any time, and you can set up monthly withdrawals, or you can make a donation at any time. So just through word of mouth, uh, we've had a lot of monthly donors sign up. We've had a lot of donations put in there, so it's uh, it was quite fun to watch it grow. And I'm hoping this year that we can we can do another event at Sea Change. They're pretty pretty on board with that, so I'm pretty excited about that to to start. Uh, planning that event what are some of the things that you've learned during this experience um lots I never really knew that there was something like this that um these type of funds that could be set up I learned that I have a lot of special people in my life like Jen and Emma and all the people that you know put away time and their space to allow me to hold these events and just all the support from family and friends and obviously my wife and it's been pretty inspiring to know that I have that many people in my life that are willing to set a time or set time aside and and whatnot to help this fund grow so um yeah just got some pretty special people in my life that's amazing that's so amazing to hear what are some of your favorite memories of Dash? Well, she was, she was a pretty special dog. So she, uh, I moved in with Jen and Emma for a bit and she became quick friends with uh, their their pup, Penny. Uh, they got her after I had moved in. So just watching Penny and Dash, they were the best of friends. So Dash was a little selective on uh, who she wanted to become friends with. So just watching them play and watching them um, Kind of grow up together was was pr pretty special uh we had ended up getting two dogs in 2019 just before in january just before she passed away so watching her kind of pl play and you know help them kind of figure out how to navigate this world was was pretty fun too so um yeah she was just a special dog we would take her to debriefs uh, for first responders who went through tough calls and she was always a pretty special presence in the room and people gravitated towards her so um, yeah she just she was a very special dog so 
Ah, that's so amazing. What What do you hope for um, in the future? I think the big thing is is that hopefully we can host more events. Um, I'd love to see this fund grow and maybe become a little bit more well-known because I don't think a lot of people that are outside of my circle or outside of my world know about it. And um, I think that there are, are a lot of animal lovers, especially in, in Edmonton area. So I think if more people knew about it and, uh, you know, we could hold a bit of a few more events and raise more money, that's, that's my hopes for it in the future. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thank you. This was such an incredible, inspiring, wonderful story. And it's just one of the many stories that inspires people to create endowment funds at ECF. I asked Matt what he loves about his job. What's the one thing that you love about your job? Well, that's, that's a tough question. There's not just one specific thing that I love about working here. Um, I've been with the foundation now since 2015. It's no day feels like work for me. Um, I, the best part of what I get to do is really to hear why people want to support our community. That's really the best part of it. There's all sorts of, you know, everything I get to do is awesome. Uh, but really the thing that, that I really enjoy coming to work every day um, is hearing the different stories from, from the people that we work with. Every story is different. Every fund that we create is completely, you know, out of the blue. Sometimes there's some wacky ones. There's some ones that are what we would call straightforward, but it's really listening to the people that we get to work with of why they're setting up their fund, why they're coming to the community foundation um, to create something that's going to be around for a long, long time. Um, Edmonton, I've worked in the uh, charitable sector um, since 2008. Um, so I've always known that Edmonton is an extremely generous and charitable uh, city. Uh, but since I've come over to ECF, that's the one thing that's really shone through is, is just how generous and how impactful our community can be. Um, and just hearing from all of those donors about why they love Edmonton, why they want to make our city, our province, our country uh, a better place to live for their kids, for their grandkids and for generations to come is really what, uh, what keeps me coming back to work every day. A big thanks to Amal Mohammed for bringing us this story. And thanks to our own Matt Mandrusiak, donor advisor here at ECF, and to Steph Fitterick for sharing Dash's story with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Dash Fund or how to set up a fund of your own, we'll have all of those links in our show notes. We'll also have links to ECF's upcoming granting deadlines and the latest on our blog. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Yes, thank you. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with your unique and irreplaceable beings. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find our show. You can also connect with us on Facebook, where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonking. Until Until next time. time. 
The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.